Dan. I'm Dan. It's after work. Where we talk about the things we do after work. Yeah, not that boring stuff in the middle of the day, like how I'm a truffle hunter. You know, truffles are pretty spendy these days, as they should be, because they're all natural. They come from the forest. Where I go, and I snatch them up and I sell them for a hefty, 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 hefty profit. I, I go in the, the back corner room. You go, in, you go in the forest? Bathroom? Trouble. I mean, I guess if you're there. Well, uh, yeah. Still trying to figure out who's going to buy them from me, but I'm, I'm, my truck's full of them. And there goes that music. Oh, so, okay, we got a plan to end the intros <laughs> in under 50 seconds. Yeah. It's after work. Hey, we got a new uh, podcast recorder thing. Let us know how this sounds by emailing the show. Afterworkpod at gmail.com. How does it sound? Does it sound better? I imagine it would for what we paid for it. It could sound worse. All you never that, know. All Maybe that. because there's a lot of uh, stuff that you can change in there and you don't know how. Ooh, what if my voice sounded like this the whole time? Is that a, did you just use a filter? Yeah, I got a new filter on. Stupid ghost n- voice? Stupid ghost voice filter. Okay. Uh, hey, Dan. Hey. Uh, my kids... Got their COVID shot. Five and twelve. Six and six and nine are the ages of my two kids. Okay. We got some relatives that don't want to see them. We haven't really seen them too much since they've gone back to school. Oh, because they are super spreaders. Because they're super spreaders. Our kids are seeing other kids and they're like, hey, stay away from us. So we're worried. Hey, <clears throat> we're worried. If we could see him for Christmas, I think this will get him in the okay standing with these people, but we'll see. Okay. You're not going to call them out? Call them out? No. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it's not like they listened. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It was my, it's my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Okay. They thank got, you. They got Appreciate two it. young youngins and another one on the way in January, so they're extra cautious about things. But uh, yeah, man, we signed up. The only place my wife could find was Woodburn, Oregon, at 6 and 6.20. Okay. You have to get appointments? You got to get appointments for kids. You can't just walk in. <sighs> like, now it's cool for walking in for anybody. You don't have to worry about this, Dan. You got right. you got no kids. My kid got it. He was old enough. Older, older than 12, you lucky, lucky duck. Uh, but then my wife gets a call saying, we're, we're short-staffed. Uh, we're probably going to be closing at six, so if you can what? get here before six, and this is Walmart, this is a farm Walmart Walmart pharmacy. So now she's like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta." And then you put the hammer down, and you got real, put the, got the real fast. I put the hammer down, you know, in rush hour. Ugh. I pick up my kids. They have an after school thing that uh, they go to. Pick them up at four thirty. Driving out there, got an hour and a half to get there, but we thought it was going to be closing. Took an hour and 20 minutes. Wow. Just to get 35 miles down the road, but right in rush hour. And it took like 40 minutes to get back? It took 30, 35 minutes to get back. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, they weren't closed. So all that stress and hammer to the, hammer to the schmammer. You're just like, I got to get as close to this guy in front of me as I can. I'll try and come on. We'll get there a second earlier if I'm. I should have just. I uh, the direction said get off the freeway and take some side roads and then get back on the freeway. 
Uh, yeah, it's probably, probably right. Saved two minutes, and it was a whole bunch of turns. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really hate sitting in traffic, but I feel like I could have done. You know, it's better than accidentally turning the wrong way on one of those and being like, uh, "Oh no!" But uh, they got it. They're good. Back in a couple weeks for the next one. Both of them are big, tough, strong boys. No tears were shred, were shed, except for by me. Shredded those tears. My, my sweet little boys. They're all grown up. Hey, Dan. We got any emails? Afterwardpod.gmail.com. This is the part of the show where we read your emails, questions, anything you got. Stories? You got a story? We'll read it. Hmm. We do have an email. We used to have a limit on stories. I'm, no I'm bringing no back limit. That. No limit. You can read a five-page long story. Dan will read it here. Yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. It's good. Good content. Everybody loves it. <clears throat> Got an email from Andy. It's after. Uh, wait, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. It's after work now. Yeah, Andy. Hey, Andy. It's got an exclamation point. I gotta assume. Like, is yeah. Okay. It says, "Gentlemen, I'm sorry I haven't written in a while. It's okay. No worries. I promise I don't have anything better to do. I just have a terrible memory." Yeah, well, so do I. That's mm-hmm. why every once in a while this show doesn't come out on time. We're like, wait, what day was it? There's Andy, and also there's a lot of podcasts I want to email. I'm like, I'm going to email later, and I, I don't. So it's, it's still later. You're much better than I am. Well, yeah, we know that. Yeah. You don't have to say that. Oh, it's just... Okay. Uh, he says, we had a five-minute snow shower today. I guess that means I need to put the snowplow back together. You took the snowplow apart? Okay, hold on. Sorry. We'll keep going here. He says, I bought way too much candy for Halloween. We have two leftover bags each of M&M's, Kit Kats, Twix, and one bag of peanut butter cups. We might have had two bags of those left over, but mm, I know where they are, and, and they're my favorite. So, obviously, my wife must have eaten them, <laughs> Andy. Well, Andy, it sounds like you got a lot of work to do with all that candy. How did do you uh, hand out candy? We were driving back from uh, visiting some people up in Federal Way, so we were not handing any candy out. We had quite a bit of kids, and, of course, it was like... Beginning of the night, I'm handing out two each, like whatever, two king, two, two king size candy bars, king size candy bars each. Really? No. Oh, okay. Two of the snack size, oh. little M M&M and M bags or Skittles or whatever, mm-hmm. the snack size. So I'll give two, maybe three, and then getting close to hey, we're we're closing up shop. It's getting close to nine o'clock, and I'm just big old handfuls. Yeah, we bought too much as well, and I think not quite. I think we had one bag each for the adults, and you know, I get to take my dad tax from right the children, which they are still just eating a little bit here and there. We let them have a couple pieces a day. It's Otherwise, nice they go wild, feral, if you feral. will. They turn like feral. Will. Feral like Will. Oh, what was yeah. In uh, Elf. Elf, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put pouring maple syrup over their Halloween candy. Mm-mm. Cereal. Mm-mm. Well, uh, yeah, thanks, Andy. Uh, email, email the show. Afterworkpod at gmail.com. Tell us how big your pile of candy is that you sleep on at night like a dragon. Yes. I mean, I assume that's what everybody does if they have too much Halloween candy. Skittles would work the best, I think. 
especially if you keep them in a bag. I can imagine if you had <laughs> Costco-sized bags of Skittles and you just lay them out on the floor in a pile mm -hmm. and then you lay on those maybe with like a sheet or okay. just on those. Because if you lay on the actual Skittles, you're going to wake up like Skittle. a rainbow. Uh, you're you're going to see the rainbow all over you. Funny story with this and you know and real sticky as well and real sticky yeah you don't uh you don't want something that's gonna melt if you're gonna be sleeping on it. my as my grandpa used to said say if you're gonna be sleeping in a pile of candy you know not chocolate he'd say that's why i went straight to the skittles mm -hmm. maybe now and laters would be good they'd kind of soften to your body now and later yes <laughs> they would start out real pokey uh, Mamba. Oh, Mamba. Oh, Mambas. Why just go with a whole bed of Mambas? That's not even a joke. No. It's probably cheaper than, you know, buying a $1,500 new bed, king-size bed. How so much the, in Mambas? The real question is, though, like, how do you manage to eat through them and slowly replace them over time so that you finish all the king-size beds worth of Mambas before they expire? Mm. If they expire, I don't even know. There's definitely a certain region of the bed that I would stick clear from eating. So mm. sleep in the nude. <laughs> but uh, well, I assume they're sheets. All right, I don't know, man. A waterproof sheet, and they're also in in a in their wrappers and stuff. I, I didn't realize you're gonna have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, jeez. Uh, but hey, speaking of Halloween and candy. Let's bring it back to Dan's horror movie review. It's Dan. parental bonding. Parental that bonding. Segment that started where Dylan and I watched every single Bond movie ever, and we still haven't seen that last one yet. Wait, is the new one out yet? Yeah, it's out. You said that last time. Is it out on the... Uh... No. Just in the theater. It might sound like we're recording these back-to-back -back because I'm saying similar things I said last week. It's just because I didn't listen to the episode and I've forgotten what we talked about. Yeah, this is not back-to-back. -back. Otherwise, he would remember these things. Probably not. What's that? That's a good point. Is that Bond movie? So, out? we are uh, still watching some horror movies and we finished up the last of those big classics, uh, Friday the 13th, mm -hmm. which, by the way, of the big three, Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th is by far the worst of The worst? Oh, so not good. But they're in a camp. It is not good. But it's camp. And yeah, it's real bad. Um, It was his mom. Oh, spoilers. His mom was the murderer. Yeah. You watched uh, Scream yet? Yep. Yeah, I watched that a little while ago. Did you watch it before or after uh, Nightmare on Elm Street before uh, Friday the Thirteenth. What about Friday? Why would that have anything to do with before Friday? or after? B before. Okay. Why? Because it spoils the movie. In Scream, there's a question from the killer: "Who's the killer in Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, but it's I Jason. Mean... Wrong. Yeah. That was a while ago. Okay. So he's was, forgotten. Yeah. Um, and then he says, none of these movies are scary. I want to feel horror. 
I was like, wow, yeah. All right. Faces of death it is. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but download it. These no. These movies aren't scary. I'm sorry. Uh but he said, Well, what's the scariest movie you've ever watched? I said The Ring. Oh, okay. So what what? The, are you are you I, arguing with me? I'm not sure. I've watched it one time when I was eighteen. Yeah. I was, you know, in and out of that room. Like it was being played and I was like, I gotta go get some drinks. That doesn't work. From the, from the kitchen. And then I'm like fifteen minutes later I, I peek my head in. <gasps> yeah. Anyway. Is it? Did you say I'll be right back? But you shouldn't shouldn't do that. No, uh the ring. Scary. It's good. Still good? Still good. Still scary. And was it had he... been long enough because I watched it when it came out, like two thousand two ish is when it came out. And I forgot all the pertinent details to the surprise. What about The Exorcist? No, I haven't watched that movie? one yet. What about Pet Cemetery? I don't even think that's good. No, it's good. That's oh wait, that's a Stephen King one as well, right? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Pet well, Cemetery. I think your boy, since he's just now at this age, this old age, mm-hmm. like fifteen, you really should have shown him like a like something when he was eight just to really mess with him i don't think that would have been a good idea you know like make him wet his bed for months and on end yeah Give him some therapy issues is that not a normal thing to do when you're eight what what wait your bed for oh, months on it no no how do you feel about killing animals dan oh hey we don't do that okay unless we're hunting you're not a murderer, are kill it, you? You kill it, you eat it. Okay. I'm going to eat that hamster later. No. No. <laughs> Why? No, just no no reason. Okay, good. So the he really, he thought that was a spooky one? I think that was the scariest one for him. All right. Uh, yeah, once again, if you have any suggestions for things that might scare a 15 and a half year old. Yeah. Email the show, afterworkpodgmail.com, and, uh, you know, not just how much he's going to be paying for college tuition. Whoa! That's that's the scariest thing of all. Or what a house is going to cost in Portland when he's ready to buy. Ooh! Even scarier. Um, we're probably going to watch The Shining. Okay. Um, maybe Carrie? It's also Stephen King, I believe. That's the prom... One. Yes. Okay, so that might actually teach him a lesson to not be mean to gals in school. I mean, yeah, there's some lessons in some of these. What was this the Stephen King car movie? The car was bad. Christy, no. Uh, is it the one where all the machines come to life? It was just a car. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of cool old Stephen King. I mean, he's a very prolific writer. He is still writing, I believe. He wrote a book called On Writing. And I hear it's great. I read it in audio form. I don't want to read it because I'm worried, you know, it'll be another thing. It'll force me after I'll have to write a book afterwards. Probably. So I don't want to have that, you know, homework put on my plate. You already failed at writing a book. Don't worry. I'm still working on it. I'm eight pages in on that coloring book. And I gave up on it. Okay, I gave up on it. You're right. Well, then... Uh, it happened to me like it happens, has happened to so many others in any city throughout America. 
for some reason, don't tell don't tell anybody else this, but meth heads learned that catalytic converters are worth money. Yeah. And then the news promoted that fact to the world. Mm-hmm. Just like uh just like, you know, porch pirates, I believe they're called, people that steal packages, and then the news talks about it and then it seems like it might even go up because the thieves are sitting at home watching the news and being like, like Oh wait, what? That's a that's a pretty good idea. These people aren't even getting caught? These wait, they're not even getting caught? They're just taking the things and going. Yeah, I woke up uh last Wednesday. Went to hop in my car and drive somewhere, and uh, it sounded like I was driving a Harley Davidson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not good when you're not expecting that, but I immediately was <laughs> like, huh, somebody stole my catalytic converter. Yeah. And I got out of my car, and I was like, uh, yep, there's, there's, there's a hole down there. There's two pipes with nothing in the middle, and uh, that's a bummer. And then I looked on, I looked on my phone for how to buy a new catalytic converter, and it's like Napa up the street, two hundred and fifty bucks. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I then called the place I was headed to and said, I don't, not going to be able to make it in today for whatever I'm going to be doing there. So mm-hmm. cover for me. Said today is an after work day. Today, all day is after work. And yeah, I drove around, wanted to get this fitting. I got the catalytic converter, 250 bucks, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I could just clamp it in there. So I bought some clamps, and but I was trying to find the right size fitting. I was even talking to you on the phone. I drove probably I went to like three different exhaust shops and I went to like four different auto parts stores looking for these different adapters for this catalytic converter to clamp right into what I had there. Yeah. And spent probably two and a half, three hours doing all that driving around with no cat with sound like a Harley. Did you find some places where some of those meth heads who possibly stole your catalytic converter may have been sleeping in the middle of the day and revved up your engine by them? I did. <laughs> Actually, at one of the auto parts store, there was straight up, I didn't tell you about this, but there was a dude pro- that looked like a guy who would steal a catalytic converter from a person sitting in his front seat, slumped over like he had injected some sort of intoxicant into his veins and then just knocked him out right right in front of the store driver's seat he just sold his car he, he was just returned just, your catalytic converter his car was just full of trash and stuff so i'm like okay but i hop in my car started up and revved it and he like woke up real quick <laughs> but uh yes yeah, so i was pretty bummed i was pretty bummed but I ended up going, couldn't find the part, stopped in this exhaust shop that's three blocks from my house. They're called Rags, Rag and something, Exhaust. Rag and something. I'd love to give them- Not a, Bone, Rag and I'd Bone. I'd love to give them a, a shout out here. They're, they're 
close to 26th and Holgate in South East, beautiful Southeast Portland here. And I go in there and I say, hey, I'm looking for this thing. He goes, hey, drive up on the lift. I drive in there, he lifts me up, lifted up my car. And then you got out. And then I jumped down. He's like, hey, I'm up here. And he, he laughed. He chuckled. And I show him what I had bought. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you could clamp that in or I could just weld it in for you. And I'm like, how much? Because I was worried it was going to be like 500 bucks. He's like, 175 bucks. Now so I'm like, all right. He's like, I'll have it done in about 45 minutes. And he did it in five minutes, and he called you back in forty-five minutes. Yep, he waited, and uh, and then I came and wa- I was close enough where I just walked home, and then rode my skateboard back down. It's kind of downhill, so I was a little scared. Okay, I was gonna crash on the way back, but I yeah, I got in there. Now I'm worried about it. It's getting stolen again. Yeah, so now you got to figure out what kind of armor to put on there, and not just that one, but all your cars. Also, I was talking with my dad uh, this past couple of days since I'm on vacation. I was down at the yurt, and he said he had looked up. There's this person that will sell you a kit, or they tell you what you need to buy. Mm-hmm. It's like a YouTube video. tells you what you need to buy. Pull apart these things. It's like a motion sensors. So you buy these two motion sensors. You wire it up. You take the motion sensor apart. You put like a magnet or something to attach it and you change the field of whatever this YouTube video my dad watched and you put that down there, uh, mag, like magnetized, wait, stuck onto something or zip tied on someplace safe, Mm -hmm. pointing at your catalytic converter and then like wire it up. So it'll either honk this horn Mm. in your car if someone's messing around down there. Yeah. Or, like, flash, like, you can set it up to lights that flash or whatever. Right. And then I was like, what if a cat runs under your car? No, it'll honk at them. Yeah, I'll honk at them. They won't do that anymore. But those, he was like, this is only a $60 fix instead of, you know, $200 to have a armor put over your... That's... Come on. It's got to be less than that. It's It's the shield armor. No, no. You just go buy some plate metal and weld it on there. Yeah, okay. It doesn't have to be thick. They're just going to get down there and be like, oh, I can't get in there. I can't. Yeah. We want them to look and be like, this is too much of a hassle. Because they could, like. They could get that off. You look under my passenger side and you can just see the thing sitting there. Yeah. Like 30 seconds worth of cutting with one sweet Makita Sawzall. Probably double battery. Oh, no, the 36 volt? Oh, man, that thing probably cut through that thing so quick. That thing's so long and heavy, they can't quite fit it under your car. And, of course, my dog is old and her hearing's going bad, so when it happened, she didn't even wake up. It's terrible. But, uh, yeah, I guess eventually, I hope it doesn't happen again. I hope there's a one-time, you know, meth head code where they write down... License plates of cars they've stolen catalytic before it goes to a meth head database where perhaps they're, you know, kind. I assume he just has a route. All right. And he uh, he walks a certain number of streets between the hours of, uh, you know, midnight and 6 a.m. 
and he just looks for certain cars. And when he finds one, well, it probably has a car because you got to be able to get away quick. And then they, I don't get it, man. Apparently, there's some new law that's going into effect that makes it harder to sell catalytic converters to scrapyards. Yeah. But I'm not sure how that's going to do things. It's just going to move the selling to, there's going to be like one shady guy that will buy them who has the right position to be able to sell them to the scrapyards. Because mm. they said only like car dealerships or something like that will be able to sell them like not car dealerships, but mechanics or whatever, because they're the ones that are probably taking the old ones out. So maybe it'll be too much of a hassle, take away the cost cost effectiveness of fencing them. Is that what it's one yeah, fencing it. something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I know crime slang. I know it. But uh, yeah, hopefully it never happens again. Uh, I'll either put a cover on the, put a cover on there or. Just forget and not do it. Just what weld some t- razor wire down there. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Up where razor wire would probably be pretty easy to cut with a sawzall. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Don't do that. Oh, dang it. Everything's easy. To cut. What about <laughs> something like uh, platinum? Solid block of platinum. A palladium, you mean? Palladium. Yeah. Unobtainium from that Avatar planet. You know how... Okay. So... Palladium is one of the precious metals that is in the catalytic converter. Uh-huh. I think it has platinum and palladium. Palladium is so expensive. It's like $3,000 an ounce or something crazy. But I don't know. I looked at this the catalytic converter, the new one I picked up. Where's the metal hiding in there? Because, I mean, this one. All right. It's only $2,059 an ounce. But you know what I mean. A lot. Almost as much as gold. More than gold. More than gold? It's worth more than gold. How much compared to myrrh? Myrrh is virtually worthless. Oh, um, due to our global economy and uh, That's trade, uh, myrrh is myrrh. actually very inexpensive. <laughs> so is frankincense. But gold's still expensive. All right. Okay. Well, Dan, you know what time it is? Mm-hmm. Now it's time for a little thing. We like to call around. What's happening, Dan? So, remember that segment that we've had in previous years about winterizing your home? Is that how we have to do that every year? I got to go back and listen to that podcast. Yeah, I assume that segment came earlier in the year because. You know what happens if you don't go around and put the the plugs in the vent hole covers of your crawl space? Uh, nothing. Well, the first day it gets below freezing, your hot water doesn't work. What? Because the pipes froze at night. Your pipes froze? It happened? The hot water, not in the bathroom where the pipes are on the interior wall, but in the kitchen and one other bathroom where the pipes are on the exterior wall. Didn't get that. Not the cold water. It wasn't even Just the hot water. Weird. And then you put those in and... The- I let the... I, I turned it on. I was like, why isn't this working? It worked upstairs. Like, it worked in one spot in the house, not this spot. And I was like... So I turned it on for a little bit and there's like this little tiny drip. And then it, it worked eventually. 
And then you were like, oh, I forgot to put those covers on. I went outside and I was like, did I do that? No, I did not. Ooh. So then the that night I got out there. I didn't have time to do it in the morning when I noticed. So that night after work, I got out there with a flashlight. Actually, I didn't use a flashlight. I just felt around in the dark and uh, put all those in. Well, that's good, man. Yep. Good thing nothing major happened. Like I know, wouldn't that have been terrible if a pipe burst? Burst under Oof. your house. And you probably, yeah, you figured out pretty quick. I guess so. Your whole basement's just full. The basement? Your whole, there's a basement? Space. Yeah, you find out there's actually a basement down there that another family's been living in. That seems like the plot of a movie. What if, what if, was that a plot of a movie? Imagine this. A a movie that won the Academy Award for Best Picture. I don't know. Um, It's not Virus. It's uh, Parasite. That's the plot of a movie? Something. I never watched Parasite. Is that the one everybody's watching in the beginning of the pandemic? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Yes. Yes. Hey, Parasite. And there was another movie from a while ago that had a virus or something in it. There was no virus in this movie. The um, the, it's a misleading title. The uh, that's the first movie. That, that's the first foreign film that's ever won Best Picture. Hmm. True story. So, basement flood. Go. Imagine, Dan, you have a house, and you sell, or you're building a house. Okay, here we go. You're building a house to sell. You build that house, and you make it seem like there's just a crawl space. But underneath that crawl space is a full another house, bunker, if you will. Mm-hmm. So then you have it all loaded up with enough to live for 10 years. I'm telling you, this is literally the plot of that movie. And then they sell the house up top. This is literally the plot of that movie. You know, it must be good because I came up with the idea. That's how it always works for me. You should watch that movie. I think and then, okay. I like it. Well, I probably will. I mean, it won Best Picture. But then they, another family, 10 years later, they come out from the basement. Their supplies are up. And they're like, hey, I've been living downstairs for 10 years. Anybody tell you you walk with the real heavy feet? Is that where it, same as the movie so far? Well, uh. I don't, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. You should that's really those, watch it. That's it's... one of those movies that I heard was good, and people were like, I can't talk about it because it kind of spoils it. Anything I say will spoil it. I probably already said too it's much. Parasite. It's called you know? Parasite. Well, uh, I have a new tool from my dad. Ooh. I've been thinking about uh, planing, uh, getting a planer for a while. Yeah, planing. That's where you fly. Yeah, like your dad used to do. Mm-hmm. He learned how to plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, he planed. Uh, he He's going to retire from something to do with planing. What plane are you going to make? Uh, I think one of those Hellcats. The, oh, no. Which plane? Like, there's a vertical plane? The, uh, or a horizontal plane? Horizontal. The plane of existence. Oh. What's uh, a planer do? Uh, so it makes wood all uniform. Like, you push it through this planer, and it just... It's got this really fast, spinny... Does it do just knife. the top? And it top, and then you flip it over, and then you feed it through again, and it just shaves off a layer. So if you're making stuff and then you want all your boards to be the same, uniform, you put them all through there, and now I have one. All right, nice. 
I used it. It is a Ryobi. Did you know Ryobi was Ryobi? As some people call it. I call it Ryobi. But apparently it's pronounced Ryobi. Yeah, but that's wrong because I call it Ryobi. This thing is almost 30 years old. Whoa, Ryobi's been around for that long? I had no idea. It's a Home Depot brand, but uh, they make this planer to this to this very day. But I have one that is, you know, from 1993. Wow. And it still seems to work, and it's pretty cool. I don't know. I'm going to be doing some planing. When I get back to doing that stuff where I clamp a bunch of different kinds of wood together, and then I would sand it. But it was a hassle sanding stuff, so now I'll just clamp like a whole bunch of different colored woods, slide it through that planer, and I got a nice little... Somebody told me a horror story about making a chessboard and then putting it through a planer. Hmm. So make sure there's those are going through long ways. Oh, it'll rip them apart? Because if... I think it can get ripped apart, like... As long as the blades, they call them knives, I believe, in mm -hmm. a planer. As long as the knives are running, um, let's see, what do you call that? Per perpendicular to the way, the long way that the wood is, I think you're good to go. Okay. But I'm excited. That's another thing I'm going to use. And besides that, around the house, I'm sure I did something, but, you know, nothing important. So, also, there are... Those keypads on the outside of your garage. Mm -hmm. Most people have them if you have a garage door opener. And, you know, you just punch in your code and then the garage door opens. Yeah. And they're like, they're wired in. So there's like a wire that runs from that to the box where you, that, where your button is. But did you know that they're not powered? The buttons are not powered? There is a 9-volt battery in there. Oh. That you need to, like, change? What? Yeah. At least mine. So you stop working, you're like, ah, oh, dang it, I think it's broken. It would work intermittently. That's the worst. I was like, uh, no, it works. Uh, now, now it's not working. And then I was like, okay, I should probably figure out what's wrong with this. So I was like, this seems like the battery if there is a battery for a thing that is permanently affixed to your house. Like a fire alarm, but, you know, it's close enough. Those have batteries? Are we supposed to replace those? <clears throat> Probably not. Um, mine are wired, hardwired, but there's still a battery that you need to replace or they'll beep at you. But, uh, yeah, no, it turns out there's just a 9-volt battery in there. Pretty, right. easy, pretty easy to replace. I'm anyway, it works now. I'm surprised you don't have a uh, Google garage door opener. My garage door okay, opener. Google. Open phone. I mean, open garage. My garage door opener is Wi-Fi connected. It is. Yes. And can you hit the button on your? Uh... I can do it remotely. But you don't. No. It's too much of a hassle. It doesn't. Buttons out on the. There's not an easy interface. Like I. 